there, this is Katie Lady of All Things Detroit Red Wings coming to you with another episode here in the podcast lineup. Thanks so much for joining me. Today I have a special guest, um, friend from Twitter. His tag is Gold Lions, um, and you can find him on Twitter at LionsWin13. One is spelled out O-N-E. Three and his name is Nate, and we just discussed some Red Wings topics and getting ready for the future. We're looking forward to it. Definitely follow him on Twitter if you can. And I hope you enjoy our conversation as much as we did having it. Thanks so much for joining. Thanks um, for inviting me. Of course, happy to have people on and just you know chit chat Red Wings because in Avs country that's kind of hard to come by. So. I'm hoping that we can at least like be in the running for a low playoff spot. I don't know if I'll make it or not because I was just looking at our division and you still have like Tampa and Florida, although I think Florida might be a team that thefts back because they had a good season. They didn't keep their coach. I don't really like the trade for them. I think the other team got the better end of the trade, so I could be wrong because I have a very basic knowledge of these players, but this seems like they got worse. Um, Yeah, I tend to agree. (laughs) I think they could be the next Vegas where they, yeah, they won the President's Trophy, but... But Tampa's still good. Darn I think it. Toronto's really good. Best case scenario is maybe we finish fourth. We can finish ahead of Buffalo. We can finish ahead of Montreal yeah. and Ottawa. And perhaps Boston or Florida. That would be my mm-hmm. hope is that we finish fourth. And then who knows? As I think that that's wild card territory. and. Mm-hmm. Um, maybe, but it's going to be hard. I think we'll be better, though, as we should have uh, Simon should play. I I think he's going to make the team, so their defense hopefully won't be as bad. I think Huso is a huge upgrade over Grice, honestly. I do. Oh, yes. I'm just, I'm not a fan of Grice. I tried. Yeah. Um, yeah. I thought they hung both those guys out to dry because their defense was so poor, but there were times where Bryce was just terrible. Yeah. I agree. I don't know. What do you think? I completely agree. Um, I don't really see a world where they they finish inside, like, the top three um, in the division. I think that's – you know, too tall of a task to ask of the team right now. So I, I agree. I think fourth would be the ideal outcome. And I always think that Boston is eventually going to age out, but they just, they're like the Penguins. They just don't somehow. And I, I don't understand. I don't, under, I don't understand why they fired their coach, though. That's the thing I have with Boston. It's like, that's true. I just don't, I don't know that they'll be as good. I mean, we can hope. Like they got something going on. I mean, they could be, but I just, I don't think he deserved to be fired. So. Yeah, I don't, 
I don't get it either, but I mean, I guess there was something there. That <laughs> it's kind of like when, when Vegas fired Gallant. I loved the team when they first came in, and then they fired him and got uh, Pete DeBoer, and I just oh. I didn't enjoy the team nearly as much. No. And then they, you know, I understand you got to make moves and blah, 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 but Marc-Andre mm-hmm. Fleury was a big reason why they got to the final. And exactly. He found out that he was getting traded on Twitter. And I just think that that is so low. Yeah. Like, he can't even talk to the dude. I just, I hope Eisenman never does that. I, I can't see a world where he does. He's too meticulous <laughs> and professional for that. I think I he mean, had in his mind that he was going to hire the low on. But I appreciate that yep. he waited until they were, you know, done. It's like you exactly. see, I don't know if you follow college football at all, but all these coaches leave in the middle of the season and it's a big distraction. I'm just, I'm glad that we didn't do that. Yeah. You know, well, and as yeah. much as I wanted to change mid-season, it really wouldn't have made a difference in any capacity. So, no. Why not and just- I've, I've argued with a lot of other fans. I'm like, <laughs> He probably did it the right way. I really like David Prawn. I think he's a really good player. I was really excited that they got him. I think he's a good leader. St. Louis won a couple couple of years ago. It was a big reason why. He was also on Vegas in the beginning. Mm-hmm. And then went to the final. So I like him. Definitely. I agree. And I think he'll bring a lot of great traits for young players to learn from, especially like Lucas Raymond. I know they're talking on the Wing Wheel podcast about that. He starts the age, they can move on. I think it's only like a two-year contract or something. So it's not long-term by any means either. So that's good. No, I think that's, I think that was perfect. Mm-hmm. If he's still good in two years, you know, you can take it year by year or, exactly. you know, just like to on. But so, uh, you live in Colorado and are a Red Wings fan. I'm kind of curious about that. I didn't know about that. Yes, um, my whole family's in Michigan and from Michigan, so grew up basically. We'd spend Christmases in Michigan, so we lived in New York and Massachusetts for a little bit. And each Christmas, we'd be in the the car traveling to Michigan, and uh, yeah. So I I grew up around hockey, but I didn't really get into it until like about 2012 ish. Um. But I always remember, like, my cousins had a, one of those pictures of the goalies fighting. I think it was, um, I don't know if it was Vernon or Osgood, but one of those those goalie fights. Well, they, they both fought him. Yep. Vernon fought him the first year, and then Osgood fought him the next year, so. <laughs> my cousins would fight um, over that picture to see who would have it in their room, and they ended up putting it in the hallway so they could stop fighting over it. <laughs> <laughs> That's funny. I agree too. I think I think Huso was a really good signing. Um, one thing that Craig Button brought up on the the Wood on Woodward a while back um, was part of the, the reason maybe Ned wasn't so good was because he kept like feeling like he had to be the guy, and he whether he was starting in net or not, he was likely to play almost every game or in almost every game. And when you have that kind of pressure, 
hard to find a rhythm. It's hard to find confidence. So I think even if Huso is even, you know, a step or two below where he was playing with the Blues and he, we, he gives like a Ned style season where it's not great, but like it's passable at the very least. Um, I think that would be huge. Just having somebody else that you can trust. As mediocre as the goalies may have been, I, I feel like the defense was worse. Other than Cider and maybe Lindstrom, maybe. Um, From time to time. Wallman was okay when he was playing too, um, but he didn't play much. Like he only played, you know, trade deadline on. So, so I mean, they could, they can, they got some guys who can put the puck in the net. But my question is going to be, can they stop other teams from mm-hmm. scoring seven to ten goals? I mean, they played Toronto, mm-hmm. and it was like a ten to seven game. They played both goalies, and Grice gave up kind of a shitty goal, but it was like. What are you supposed to do? They're under siege the whole game. It's hard to evaluate them that way because it's like they're hung out to dry. My hope is that the defense is a lot better and we can get a better handle on just how good Ned is and how good Huso is. If he plays like he played in the playoffs for St. Louis, uh, I'm very happy he's our backup goalie. Right. Stepped in and, and gave him a chance. Colorado was a better team, but he... Yeah, I agree. And I don't know, I, I think my my projection is kind of a little bit out there. But I did pencil in Edvinson and I did pencil in Johansson. I don't think it's likely both of them make it out of camp, especially. And I feel like with Edvinson, wherever he starts, that's where he's going to end. So I don't think, like, if he starts in the NHL, he could have a chance of going down. But if he starts in the AHL, I I think it's very unlikely he gets called up. Um, I, think he's, to... I, think, I think he's going to make the team because Cider did, and, and he reminds me a lot of Cider. He, he did, but you have to remember, Cider was like three years pro at that point versus Edmondson. His last season was the first full year pro that he played oh, um, at I the men's league. Um, before then, he played – Partially in the SHL, partially in the Svenskin, partial in junior. So he is a bit ahead of where Cider was at the same, like, D plus one, D plus two, I think, at this point. But it'll be it'll be a nice challenge. But I I did put him with Cider. I don't think that's very likely. Um, I think he would want, like, a veteran with Cider and maybe a veteran with... He can kind of mold. Edvinson in a way like they 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 can work together I think well um I don't think it's likely but that's that's just how I penciled it out because I think it'd be fun um and then I I put Mata with Hronik just because Hronik needs a lot of help uh, especially in his own zone and I think that's something that Mata could help with um because he's supposed to be a stay-at-home defenseman you know he does his job like he's not going to exactly. be amazing, but we've had guys like that over the years that people didn't like. Poor Biggie. Yeah. <laughs> and what do you think about Zadina? Can a new coach get him to be more consistent? I think that guy has talent, and they, and they were just so hard on him. And he didn't and make I, mistakes, but he wasn't the only one that made mistakes. Right. They benched, and, him, they benched some of the other guys. 
And I, I think for Zadina in particular that this fresh start's going to be good, but then he also doesn't have the history with the coach, which I think for Zadina is probably ideal. Somebody like Heronic, it might be the opposite effect where he was getting so many minutes, but that was because of his historical play, not because of how well he was playing in the moment or that season, but because there were so few choices. And then also, like, Heronic had history with Blashill, and he had that loyalty. And I think the new coach alone is going to have trouble, maybe not trouble, but Heronic's going to have a greater challenge in finding ice time. Um, whereas like with Zadina, I think the fresh star is going to be good because he doesn't have history with the coach. He's not going to have baggage that Blashill and him carried together. So they're not going to have that history of possibly, I don't know if there was tension or if there was drama or what happened. But there had to be just, something because it was weird. Yeah, it it doesn't make sense. It, it doesn't, doesn't compute. <laughs> He, and then he lost confidence and, and stopped, fin- like, he couldn't finish exactly. at the end. So, but I, I like his talent. I mean, he's shown flashes of he could be a good player, but mm-hmm. I just don't know. Right. And they should get that, that guy guy they got from St. Louis a couple of years ago. Fabry. I like Fabry. I do, too, but he is injured. Like, really injured. Like, he... How did well, he, he was injured all last year, right? Is he ever going to come back? Like, I don't oh, know. No, he wasn't injured all last year, but he got um, – so he has a bad knee where he tore the ACL twice. This time he tore the ACL in the other knee. So oh, That sounds terrible. He's, yeah, so, like, for reference, Svechnikov, Evgeny Svechnikov was out, I think, for a full season plus. And since Fabry had it, I think he was closer towards the end of the year, like midway point, closer to the end of the year. If anything, maybe March. But I, I realistically, I don't know if he plays a game this season with the recovery, especially when it has both knees being problematic. Just, you know, give him time. So I don't know if we're going to see him. It's a bummer. But, I mean, we have like a thousand other forwards now, so. Yeah, I just thought, I just thought, you know, he, they had some potential with him, but I did pencil in Johansson, and I thought maybe like a guy like Sherat might be kind of fun because I heard he can play both sides, but he has, I think it's a decent shot, and I think they were saying on the one on Woodward he was more of a stay-at-home defenseman, but like when you look at Jay Fresh's stats, like he, his defensive stats are not good in the slightest, but I thought maybe like a tenured veteran like him would be good with a guy like Johansson who's a little bit more of a playmaker he's good at covering in his own end he's a really good skater um and he's he's so good like he's not Quinn Hughes level but he's kind of like Quinn Hughes-esque like he can make the moves he can skate he can kind of make you giggle when you watch him because he's just he's so good like he's just so good and I thought maybe in a a third pairing role that might be something or if he wanted to bump up to Heronic or Cider I think I think he has a better chance of making it than Edmondson um, just because Johansson is the same draft year as Cider he has I think three years of professional play two and a half three years won the title in the SHL last year I think if anybody makes it it's him but I'm hoping for both Edmondson and Johansson for both also because I just I want to see us play better defense 
And um, Malone seems like he's at least approachable, and he he's a player's coach. So I'm hoping like the best players will play, um, and it's not going to be contracts or history or loyalty or any of that that garbage. That, that is that's what it should be. Right. Um, and that's because I think not how I happens. think there was issues with Zadina. And I mm-hmm. think there was, I honestly think there was issues with Rana because he yes. seemed to be kind of in the doghouse at, at times. Um, and I don't know, but. And I know what, I know Verona isn't the most defensively sound forward, but I mean, he, he's not. And if you, you try to put him into a 200 foot forward, it, that doesn't work. He, he doesn't do that. It's not ideal, but I mean, Edmonton played zero defense and they got to the conference final, so. Right, um, and if you have players that you can put on his line that compensate, like if you put like a parent on his line, like who plays, you know, a great 200-foot game, is well-rounded, has a decent shot, like maybe that would work. But we definitely know Larkin's number one center, so that's easy enough. And then we know Cap is the second line center. Um, supposedly, I don't... I still am not sure. I'm not sold on the cop as a center, but that's what he was signed for. I was reading some of the New York Rangers Twitter. They mm-hmm. really like him. I mean, it's fans, so you got to take it with a grain of yeah. salt. But, okay, maybe we have something here. Because mm-hmm. a lot of the people were saying good things about him. I did, too. It was just that in New York, I think he primarily played on the wing. And he was the most successful in New York. Now, granted, maybe it was a lineup thing where he just had stronger players, but it was more like he was successful on the wing versus center. So that's just where my hesitation is. But if you put like a guy like Suter with Cop, then maybe they can share those center line duties. Um, since neither one of them is maybe as strong at center as they are at wing, but we can see. And I'm thinking Leno is the third seed. I think he'll do a lot better this year than he did last year. He usually yeah, takes a minute to get adjusted, and then once he adjusts to the league, like he takes off. So I think, I think around like Christmas, January time frame, Leno will start really putting it together. He just didn't do enough for me to really say one way or the other. He was okay, but how he always is in his first season in any new league, unfortunately. Was this his first season? Yeah, like a couple games the previous year, but not anything substantial and I mean technically he didn't play a full season last season either so this will be his first full NHL season if he does in fact make it out of camp which I mean it's possible that he doesn't there is a world where he doesn't especially with all the the new forwards what's your what's your take on uh Rasmussen he drives me nuts he's he's good at what he's good at it's (laughs) It's almost like the inverse of Verona. So, like, you just got to put him in those positions. He's better on the wing than he is at center. So, he should play either third or fourth line winger, play specialty teams. That's it. Not the second line, not the first line, not a center. If Lalone can play him in those roles, he will do just fine. Like, when he was in those roles, he was really good. Even as a second line winger, I wasn't as mad at him. But when he was center, it was – he doesn't have the skating. He doesn't have the playmaking. It it just it doesn't work. <laughs> no. Probably pencil him in on the fourth line as a winger. I'm like Sonny's wing. I think those two together would be really fun. 
Yeah, I'm excited. I'm not expecting, you know, them to be great or anything. I still think they got a year or two to go, but oh, yeah. um, they definitely have a lot more talent than they've had. And how do you feel about Raymond? Do you think he is stapled to Larkin's wing this year, or do you think he maybe goes to, like, a second line role? I love him. I do, I th- too. <laughs> I think him and Cider are legit. I, I think they need... Right you know, support, but, you know, he could be, like, a Marion Hosa or, like, a Patrick Kane, somebody like that, where it's just, he can really put the puck in the net, he's got a great shot, I really think that, I mean, Sider won the Calder, but he could have just as easily given it to Raymond, he was almost as good, so, I do think Sider's probably better, but uh, I was really impressed. And he's a year younger, isn't he? So those two guys being 19 and 20 years old, I was I was really impressed. I just I think it'll be fine. I agree. I love Raymond. He was definitely interesting. Um, at the very end of the season, one of the last few games I was watching, I asked myself, who would I rather face, Cider or Raymond? And the obvious choice there is Cider. Um, is harder to play against and can kill you but for some reason I just in that moment in time I thought I'd rather play Slater than Raymond I don't know what it was but there was just something that he did where it just it made me think yeah I'd, I'd rather play Slater he could get 50 goals he could get oh, you yeah. know um but they just need they they need you know <laughs> they need to be able to stop people from scoring I feel like they can score with just about anybody, but you can always use more scoring. Don't get me wrong, but they need to need to not give up so many goals. You know, it's hard to keep up when you know teams are scoring ten goals, seven goals. We didn't yeah. we weren't on defense. We had you know Cider and one or two other guys that were okay, but um, that's why I think Ed Edmondson's gonna make the team just gotcha a lot of guys we have i think johansson can play both specialty teams too i'm hoping like okay. you said i both make it because i just think i think they'll make our team better i think i'm penciling in raymond with larkin's line but i could see a world where raymond moves down to the second line my other kind of hot take is i think bergren Jonathan bergren makes the team out of camp I think he's just too good to go back to Grand Rapids. I don't know how much he'd have to gain from it. Um, But the only thing is he has to take a spot. And I think he has to take a spot in the top six. Um, Realistically, I think he could just play in the top nine, so on a third line. But ideally, he takes a top six spot. Um, And I think it would be absolutely amazing and so much fun if he were to earn a spot with Larkin and Raymond. Because I think he could add an, another dynamic element to the line that they don't currently have. Um, and something that Bertuzzi couldn't bring. Um, but maybe Bergeron isn't as heavy and he doesn't necessarily get the puck in the same way that Bertuzzi does. Um, but I think Bergeron is someone who could play really well with that top line. Um, and create a bit more opportunity than maybe they get currently. The only concern is Larkin isn't as defensively rounded um, as maybe 
some other top centers, and then also Ergren's not as defensively sound as maybe you want on the top line, so it'd be a lot to ask of a guy like Lucas Raymond, who is that 200-foot player, um, and he might suffer a bit more. But I think Bergren on that top pair would be would be something fun to watch for sure. They're going to bring more depth, so you're going to have to figure out what's the best line combinations for us to win hockey games. I don't have the answer to that. I'm not I'm not an expert, but I just – I don't know. First-time head coach, a lot of new players that haven't played in the NHL or played very mm-hmm. little. You know, you're just going to have to figure it out on the fly. Yeah. My least hot take, I think, um, is my second line, which I have penciled in as Verana, Cop, and Perrin. I think those two, Perrin and Cop, will definitely help Verana because they play a bit more of complete games, and I think it will allow Verana to shine a bit more and to not be um, such a, a liability in his own zone or in transition, that kind of thing, where uh, maybe he was back in the, you know, without those two. Rhonda doesn't do much, but the things he does well, he does exceedingly well. Yeah. You just got to figure out how to use it. That's, that's right. Thing. Yep. The third line, I was thinking about going in with Valeno, Kubalik, and Zadina, but I really don't know. I don't know enough about Kubalik to, to say one way or the other. I don't know much about him either. It's my assumption that he's a bit more offensive, less defensively minded. So maybe that would not work out as well with a guy like Philip Zadina on the same line. Uh, But maybe. I don't know. (laughs) And then I put Bertuzzi, Sonny, and Rass on the fourth line. Oh, you're moving Bertuzzi all the way down to the fourth line. I don't know where else to put him. Do you take Verona out to put Bertuzzi in? I mean, you could, but then where do you put Verana? Probably on the third line, and he would be in Kubalik's spot. Other guys who could play in the fourth line don't really fit that traditional role. The answer is very easily Bertuzzi. Like, he can fill out any spot in the lineup and do just fine. And I think a line of Bertuzzi, Sonny, and Rass would actually kind of be like the grind line like where they're hard they're awful to play against and they will score goals they're not just there to to be hard to play against and be defensively shut down roles i think they could be fun but that is a a really far away for bertuzzi to fall think about putting Bertuzzi on the third line and Zadina on the fourth line. And I thought about something like that. Then you have to roll essentially four lines, and then you're not going to have a traditional fourth line. So it's going to be maybe something like a like a Valeno, a Rasmussen, and Zadina as a fourth line. But that's going to be more centered around like scoring than shut down, you know, in a you know, we're going to beat, beat you physically on the ice. I don't think they'd be able to do that. So I guess it's how do you want to construct the lineup? And if, I mean, honestly, I, I really think a trade's coming because, like, this leaves Suter out of the lineup, it leaves Ernie out of the lineup, and it leaves Smith out of the lineup. <laughs> so it's not likely Bergen makes a team just based on these factors. And if, like, Suter was in the lineup, I think – 
it'd be constructed a little bit differently. I think you bump Bertuzzi back up to the first line. I think then I don't know where Shooter goes because <laughs> he's not a third line player. He's not a really a fourth line player. Um, but I guess he could play third line winger. Yeah, but Bertuzzi isn't really a fourth line player either. I mean, he fits it a lot better than a Zadina type or a Kubalik or a Verana. And I thought about pairing going on the fourth line, but I don't think you sign a guy to play on your fourth line like pairing. He's too good to be a fourth line player. Exactly. That doesn't make sense. I just feel like, you know, Zadina's going to have to, as much as I I do like him and I'm rooting for him, I feel like he's going to have to earn his minutes. He's going to have to. He, he will. But I mean, that the same could be said about Kubelik, of Raymond. Ernie, Smith, Kubalik, Suter, Verana, any of those guys. I don't think you have to worry about like a Raymond producing. Like, I mean, really not. But I mean, there. This this is still a new coach, so there's no history with any of these players. Um, it sounded like in Malone's presser that he already loves Raymond, which is understandable. We totally get why, but. <laughs> um, like, nobody has history, so everybody's going to have to prove themselves. No, but I, at the same time, I'm sure he knows, like, some of the disappointment. He just hasn't been able to put it together. I feel like it's a confidence thing. I I feel like he Me too. But I don't know how I don't know how don't, you just get the get, confidence. I hope he does. Right. No. I like him. I, I liked watching him because I just saw something there. You know, it's gotta be unlocked, but it's he has mm-hmm. to have, he's an enigma, that's for sure. Yeah. I don't know. It's hard. I think it's a lot more like Bergrins in Grand Rapids, I think. Even with that, I think I mean, there's extra players, which is always good because people get injured all the time. It's nice to have, like, some choices. Two years felt like, you know, maybe half our roster or two-thirds of our roster is good, and the other quarter of the players are are just bottom-end of roster-type guys. Some some people are going to get – some good hockey players, it feels like, are going to get, like, not chosen to play where they want to play. So that's all yeah. we did. Or play it all. There will be two to three guys who are sitting on the bench who could realistically fill a role in the NHL, but um, maybe aren't so great. Um, guys like Ernie Smith, who maybe aren't NHL caliber at this point. I don't really think they are. I mean, everybody likes Ernie, but realistically, yeah. he's just eh. And Ernie doesn't have history with alone like he did with Lashka, which I think was part of it and the contract. So I think with Ernie's contract coming due, um, he won't be leaned upon as much. I like that this guy's coming in with a fresh slate because I just feel like mm-hmm. at the professional level, it's not, this is not high school. It's not minor leagues. The best guys are going to play and exactly. guys who aren't good enough not play. Like, it's yeah. just that simple. Would I be great at figuring out 
all the best players you know that's why i'm not a hockey coach but <laughs> me um, too but you shouldn't play someone because you like them and you have a history it's like like zadina mm-hmm. really hope he rebounds and they unlock whatever potential that he has but i also understand that he struggles somebody's going to take his spot just mm-hmm. unfortunate for him but it's got to be that way Exactly. And I don't I don't think Zadine is going or anybody's going to be handed the spot especially now. So no. I think everybody's going to be earning their spot wherever they're playing. I think that's good. They're getting better players now. The only other big question mark is where Suter plays cuz I I don't know. As far as how how players fit together and all that the playoffs are great. I can't wait until we're competitive again but i just look at it very literally do i think this player is good enough to help us win hockey games if i do then put him in a lineup if not then don't but you're enough i guess the the only other person that we really haven't touched on is walmart but he's injured as well i don't know what the timeline is for him if but it sounded like he was going to be out for a while. So I don't think he's somebody that you can really pencil in right now. But I think he would definitely make it harder for Edmondson and or Johansson to make the lineup. Because I think Wallman played well last year. I, think, I, I would agree with that. I liked him. I think he is the second best defenseman on our team. <laughs> Just Which isn't saying much, but it's something. <laughs> It is. Because the drop-off between Cider and whoever you want to put at number two is yeah. massive. Yeah. The <laughs> but you need to have a number two somewhere. Johansson and Edmondson, hopefully that second second best defenseman is now the third or fourth best defenseman. I, I think that him and like Olimata, if they're like the fourth and fifth best defenseman on the team. We're a much better team than if, say, they're the second and third best defenseman because we don't have anybody else. Yes. (laughs) Most definitely. Maybe Hironic takes another step in development. I do kind of like Hironic, but again, he's another guy I feel like should be playing on a lower line. He's not amazing or anything. I think he played well to earn the spot that he's earned but he hasn't played well enough to maintain the status. He hasn't progressed. Like, he's become very stagnant, and I don't know why. I don't know if it's, like, just resting on his morals or he thinks he's doing well. I don't know, but what I see on the ice is not good. <laughs> like, him just laying down in the middle of play so he can, quote-unquote, block a shot or block a passing lane, but he's just laying on the ice and just, down on the ice for like five, ten seconds, and you're just like, "What is going on, buddy? We we got a hockey game here." Like, and then missing his assignments, missing a pass, or opposing player just letting him dance around him. It's hard sometimes, but I think a guy like Amanta, or even like Johansson or Edvinson, who's good at skating, good at covering for teammates, I think that would really help him because. Peronic is is not as good in the defensive zone as, and his shot goes everywhere. But not, well, that's not my favorite thing either. 
I really liked Hironic when he first broke in, but he just he hasn't done much since. Yeah, I would agree with that. I mean, you see him more than I do. I catch games when I can, but I, I miss a lot of games. For one thing, they're, they weren't great. So it wasn't yeah. like I had to make sure that I watched every single game. They were watchable, at least. With Cider and, and the last couple of years have not been much joy, but I'm hoping at the end of the season we're at least talked about in the hunt until like the last couple of weeks. That'd be ideal for sure. If everything breaks right, I think they're a playoff team, but um, if not, then they're going to miss. So. Yeah. And honestly, even if, you know, it breaks right and we play well, it's still possible that like there are three, four or five better teams just because it like, is possible. Yeah. Atlantic just sucks. <laughs> She's awful. Oh, too many good teams. In one uh, you know, with position. Tampa, of course, Tampa, you got, you got to start with Tampa. I mean, they're starting to get older yeah. and they're getting injured, but they're still really good. Um, I think Toronto, what they showed last year, losing to Tampa in seven games is really anything that they should hang their head about. I think right. they played really well and we'll mm-hmm. see what they do with goalie. I think they could use a goalie, but they got a lot of talent too. Definitely. It's going to be a rough climb no matter what happens, but hopefully they'll be at least more enjoyable to watch. It's, it's getting progressively more enjoyable the last few years. So that's good. Well, yeah, because you, you have Cider and Raymond and these guys are going to come mm-hmm. up and it took Sackick a while in Colorado. They yep. were terrible. We got there. They're really good. And you knew they were going to be really good because every year they got better. So um, at least I did. And then I watched Kale McCarr in college and was like, they got him too. Right. And they have um, in Denver now when we go watch them. I guess they have a little guy there too, Sean Burns, Burns, something like that. But not not to the same degree, but they they still have some really good prospects. <laughs> I'm sure they do, because I, I think after Eisenman, Sackick is probably the, the best talent evaluator there is. So, yeah. um, and he's got a, head, a massive head start, but I really feel like five years or so wouldn't surprise me at all if the final, <laughs> which seems weird because we were in the West for so long, but it would have to be the final this time Colorado and, and Detroit don't meet again it wouldn't surprise me at all right it would be a good series too I think with the way the Avs are now and what they'll look like in the future versus like the Red Wings and kind of where they're heading and shape up to be a really fun series really neat really nasty but fun any other things that you wanted to to touch on today not really. Uh, just thanks again for inviting me, and uh, I had fun. Awesome. Well, it was great. You're to awesome. Same, same to you, and um, it's awesome to have you and get to talk some Red Wings because, again, it's hard to find out here. So I really appreciate your time. Of course, anytime. <laughs>